And we're live. Nice. We will see for how long issues, but this week. Yeah. We can be heard. I'm just making sure that uh, Discord is actually capturing because been having problems with Discord lately as well. Uh oh. Why wouldn't well, we, right? I guess as long as as long as the audio is going. Yep. And so your internet's yeah. all fixed and all good? Internet's fine. It was it was out all night. I woke up at like five or six in the morning because I've been waking up in the mornings recently and I just went to bed basically. And like it was fine at that time. Nice. So all right on. I heard it was uh I wasn't the only problem last week. I heard it was kind of a gong show. John had to run away that, for a second, and uh, you were stuck doing a single cast that you couldn't turn off or something. Yeah, that's pretty much basically it. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely weird, and I am seeing in the chat that the feed cams are not up, so hopefully that yeah, sorts itself out it. as we go. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk, though. We got some movie talks. We should have talked about this last week. Um, okay. You watched Psycho Gorman. Uh, we wouldn't have talked about this last week. I watched it over the weekend. Right. I meant like I should have met, talked about it because I had watched it by last week's show. Oh, oh, but, na- sure. but now this okay. is even better. Uh, we should talk about Psycho Gorman because you watched it. Yeah, I sure. don't think you l- really liked it that much. Uh, definitely not as much as I did. Um, It was fine. I just hate that kid actor. And I don't blame her because she's a stupid kid. I blame the director or whoever that was supposed to ring her in or something. Everything else was fine. But, like, you're supposed to dislike her. She's supposed to be, like, an annoying kid. She's a, Yeah, and that's what she is. She's an annoying kid, and I fucking yeah. hated her. I thought that movie was hilarious. Um, sure. Yeah. Gorman's Hunky Boys. That That's a very funny part. Both the times it comes up. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty funny part. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I don't care about Hunky Boys, or maybe I do. <laughs> so stupid. It, yeah. it, that movie is dumb. It's funny. It's gross in weird ways i really enjoyed psycho gorman uh that's a that's a big recommendation if you're a big fan of like i don't know cheesy cheesy 80 monster movies uh that are like more comedy than scary uh check it out i know in the states it's on uh, amazon prime uh, rental it's like six bucks yeah so that's an easy way to get it um but it's good that kid that turns into a brain and that's his life now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you think I'll ever be normal again? No, probably not. <laughs> it's just like a brain. You're like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. He's his whole life. Just so sad. Like, oh, it's so good. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Psycho Gorman is also just a great name. Like it just there's a good mouth feel to saying that. Uh, <laughs> so I do. I do like that. The dad. Oh, the dad's super funny. The whole time and just how good. shitty he is. <laughs> that was yeah, also very the dad's good. Dad's pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, anyway, it has a great good movie. parts in it for sure. I, I like it quite a bit. Uh, a movie that's not very good that I watched is that new Tom and Jerry movie. Oh, is OK. That, that, yeah. that I thought that's kind of just a solved entity. Like Tom and Jerry has existed as long that I mean, longer than I've been alive, as long as my parents have been alive, even like. How do they find right. that? I mean, I do. Yeah. So there's a new movie out. It's on HBO Max. It's one of the like, this would have gone to a theater at some point, but whatever. Let's put everything on HBO for free. So I figured, hey, why not watch it? I got a new RPG I'm playing, so I can kind of just half watch it. 
it's yeah. it's a dumb kids movie and it's just it's not good um i don't even know how i feel about Bummer. the way it looks like it's okay and then other times when i look at it and i'm like i don't like the way this looks at all so i'm pretty on the fence about that uh bummer chloe grace moretz is in there which i like but you know it's a kids movie so it's not like she's cool or anything you're doing anything <laughs> fun a lot of poop jokes um sure okay and and uh, you know just a lot of the jokes are like oh this man's so angry because these animals are being wacky in oh and yeah yeah it's whatever i don't know what to expect though i mean it's tom and jerry yeah uh i'm not expecting a, a whole like i'm not expecting something super great from them sure but i'm a fan of those cartoons yeah they're okay and the other I, thing is like i was hoping of it i was hoping there might be at least be like some cool like references back to the cartoon like i think of i put this in the same category as uh scoob that other remade movie okay. re- of recent that one had like a whole yeah. bunch of references to a bunch of like old Hanna-Barbera properties. So oh, even if you weren't enjoying the movie, which you probably weren't, you could at least be like, oh, I totally remember, you know, Dick Dastardly. Yeah. Like, oh, or hey, it's that guy. So there was at least a little bit there for you there. Uh, from what I understand, there's not really anything here. I didn't pick up on anything. And I even like looked online afterwards of like, you know, what were some of the Easter eggs? Because I bet, you know, I bet they did something. I didn't find like any articles about it, so I didn't get that aspect of it either. But, you know, it's a free movie, so, you know, I, I can't complain too much. Sure. Yeah. Other than that, though, I'm on the last episode of Nathan for you. OK. Which, any idea what you're going to move to uh, after? I mean, I'm trying to get my girlfriend to watch Dragon Ball Z with me. She is fighting me very hard on that. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm really not sure where we'll go. Um, sure. Still, wa- still watching Snowpiercer. That movie, that show is still great. But uh, it's honestly, it's just real sad that Nathan for you is ending because uh, that show has been incredibly funny. Yeah, that's a uh, good one. It, it is so funny. And the last one, at least I'm, I'm really happy. The last episode's like an hour and a half long. So it's like a big send off to it. Uh, anyway, but that's what's going on in my life. What's new with you? Uh, not a whole hell of a lot. Nothing too new. Uh, I was freaking out last week when my internet went down. And, uh, that was, I guess, the big thing. I watched the movie. Uh, oh, I watched another movie. Uh, Willy's Wonderland, which is also okay. another, like, B-movie type thing. Um, Nick Cage. Nick Cage? For This is the anybody. Five Nights at Freddy's Nick Cage but, movie. This is Five Nights at Freddy's where the dude who is in the horror house is so fucking fed up and he just kills the monsters one by one. Yeah, because I've yeah. heard this movie isn't great, but it sounds great. It's fun. It was a fun movie. It's not great. It has a lot of really stupid, dumb shit in it. Um, but Nick Cage in every scene is really good and he doesn't say a goddamn word all movie. Oh, weird. Okay. Huh. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. I still do kind of want to see it uh, as, as a Cage fan. Yeah. Sure. So yeah, we'll you should. That happens. It's him chewing up scenery without saying a word. Just facial expressions, some grunts, just movements. Yeah. Yeah. That is weird. Because I, I do like, you know, Nick Cage when he when he's yelling shit. That's always a good time. So we'll have to see sure. how I feel about that one. 
Sure, yeah. Anyway, uh, John's not here. He had some work he had to get done late into the night today, so he said he wouldn't be available. So he'll be back next week. But um, with that said, let's do the show. This is the Top Down Perspective for March 4th. I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. And uh, next week, actually, like almost basically to the day next week, will be one year since I have been in the office. It was March 11th was the last time I went. I was in the office. Uh, That's weird. weird. Yeah. Super weird, man. What a what a weird thought. Anyway, we weird time uh, to be alive. For sure. Uh, I'm going to go first because I'm playing a new Mm -hmm. game. I play, sure. I'm playing the new Nintendo game, Bravely Default 2. I don't know why I didn't write it down, but it was in my head the whole time. Yeah, I was just like, is he going with Nickelodeon? What the fuck is he saying here? Okay, sure. This whole week has been a weird mix of games, for sure. I'm actually so playing the newest Bravely game Default that 2. came out today, but go ahead. Oh, shit. Okay, <laughs> well. Yours is the one people care about more. We'll see. Uh, Bravely Default 2, I played the last two Bravely Default games, the only two other Bravely Default games. And I'm sure I'm going to get a sure. bunch of stuff wrong when I'm comparing like what's new with this one because it's been years since I played those. Sure. Um, so try not to yell at your podcast too much if you know the actual correct information. Okay, um, but, I will try. But, you know, this this is an RPG, obviously. No, wrong. I don't think it Idiot. looks very good. <laughs> okay, yeah. you're already wrong. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, kind I don't of think it looks very good. I've seen it. Yeah, it's the kind of like recent like chibi RPGs we've been getting a lot of a lot of those Final Fantasy remakes on the DS look like this. Yeah, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's the same art style they had on the DS and the 3DS. But now that it's just kind of on the switch, which I know can look better. I'm it's just like, I don't know. I'm kind of tired of this. It also just like runs a little poorly. There's lots of screen tearing. And when I have it blown up on my big TV, it's just like this doesn't this doesn't look great like this. This looks like a mobile game almost. Uh, yeah, I don't love it either from what I've seen of it. I don't like that art style either. I, it's totally subjective, but I'm with you on it for sure. Right. And I mean, again, that's 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 I'm nitpicking because, like I said, the last two, this is what they looked like. We've been fine to it up to this point. I guess I've just have I have higher standards at this point now, now that it's kind of on a console as opposed to a, a smaller handheld. Um, sure. It's also hard, like, you know, I, like at the moment, like 90% of my game pl- time is going to like my Series X or my PS5. So almost any time I go to my Switch and it doesn't have like some really like artistic kind of thing going on, it just looks like a, like a step back for the most part. Um, so, you know, I need 4K on the Switch and we'll get to that later in the in the news. Uh, anyways, the music's good. The story is not it's like the most cookie cutter RPG thing you could possibly imagine. You're a protagonist mm. who shipwrecks out at sea and wakes up with amnesia in a new world. And he meets a princess who needs to find four crystals, each one relating to an element. Um, and along the way you get powers. So, okay. You know, it is the most cookie cutter like RPG plot of all time. I guess I'm kind of waiting for the whole what is the big twist because the last two games they kind of had a big twist in like the back quarter that was like oh this is actually pretty interesting so I'm kind of waiting for that but it's going to be a while because it's an RPG 
Yeah, I was really I was really kind of wrestling if I even wanted to pick this game up because uh, I was like, you know, I, but I, I really feel like an RPG right now. I could really go for an RPG. And part of me was like, then why don't you play any of the other really good RPGs you've been told about that you've been wanting to get to like Dragon Quest 11 or right. Uh, um, cross code. You know, there's there's I have like a list of RP Nino Kuni yep. 2. I have a whole bunch of RPGs yep. I've been waiting to get to. And then for whatever reason, I'm like, I don't know, I want it on my switch. I just want yeah. it on my switch and I want this one. I don't know. So I went. I, there's no good reason for me to be playing it right now, but it just it just hit, hit me at the right time. I will say the, the it's still fun. You still have the really cool kind of battle mechanic where you can bank turns and then use them all at once or, you know, you or take turns uh, ahead of time and then your character just has to wait there and then the big thing with brave the devil is, is also the the job system where you unlock like passive abilities and then when you switch jobs you can still use those passive abilities um so like what's really cool is the black mage and the white mage when they hit level five in their in their job uh skill tree basically depending on its day or night every turn they get some magic back so if i just make all my characters at least a level five black mage and then swap them to what i want them to actually be i get like a really cool kind of combo i can set up and those are always really fun to do and this game pushes that a little further by allowing you to incorporate more passive abilities uh one kind of downside with that though is you can pick a primary job and a secondary job and when you when you have a fight and you're and you're getting your experience only the primary job is getting that experience points so you can't have like oh i want my character to be you know a knight but i want them to be getting white mage stuff in the background no you have to have them being a white mage with a knight stuff in the background as opposed to them both getting it Uh, which is annoying because like i'm trying to right now i have them all set to be like the very default freelancers and i'm doing that because when you finish the whole freelancer skill tree you you um earn these job points this job experience at a much faster rate so in the long run it's going to save me a bunch of time but right now i don't get to use any kind of cool abilities because i'm like i'm like min maxing myself to save myself in the in the long term um which this could have all just been avoided if i was like oh you're gonna be a black mage first and a freelancer second so that that's kind of a bummer but i mean i'm kind of doing this to myself at the same time uh, sure anyway with all that said, I'm having fun. I know I'm just kind of dunking on it. I am enjoying my time with it, but in no way has it jumped out to be like, this is a really outstanding RPG. It's doing something really cool. It is really just another RPG. Sure. So I don't really know if I can recommend it. Um, and there's other stuff out there. If, if you're really looking for a new Bradley default, I guess that's good. And I hope this one kind of, you know, is as good as the last two, but we'll see. One kind of cool thing it does have, though, and the, the is a uh, it has like a um, if you're connected to the Internet, you can send out a boat that takes 12 hours to do an expedition. And the, the idea is that this can happen when the uh, system is in sleep mode. And then it'll basically just find you upgrade materials and bring them back to you. And it's like, hey, here's a bunch of like level up or job increase, but a bunch of HP up, you know, all these things that can boost you up and that's cool that that happens in the background which is really nice so every time i wake up in the morning i open my thing go to the shop and get a whole bunch of cool things that are essentially like a rare candy from pokemon 
So that part's kind of cool, and that's kind of unique to this and kind of a fun feature because the Switch can go into sleep mode. So that, that, that one's nice. So what is it about Bravely Default people like? Like maybe this is something for the chat to answer because the way you sold it is this is good if you like generic RPGs that have no character and are kind of slow. Yeah. yeah, that's basically it. I mean, the the unique thing with Bravely Default has been the Brave Default kind of combat system where you can choose to pull turns like if you think of like on a on like a board game and you have action points each sure. turn you get one action point you can do one thing you can attack you can do a magic spell but yeah. you can also take action points from future turns and then do like a crazy combo but if the if the if the uh the battle hasn't finished your character is going to sit there as they recuperate those action turns because you you borrowed them from the future basically Okay, and that's brave. interesting. You can def- you can default, which is a basically like a block, but it also builds up your action. He doesn't use that action turn, so you could block for like three turns and then do a f- like a four attacks in one turn and still be good to play the next one. So that's kind of fun if you can kind of like there's a risk reward to like you know I think this creature I, if I if I could hit it four times right now I would win the thing and instead of waiting for your turn to come around four times. And, you know, have the creature attack you in between each of those. You could attack it four times right now and turn. No, no risk there. You did it. Nice. And that that's kind of fun to, to itself. And then, like okay. I said, the, the whole job system is pretty fun and how you can you can really kind of build up a character in a way that you want and pick and choose specific abilities from different classes while still being, the you know, have a character being like a knight or whatever. So you could have like, yeah, my character can do a lot of damage, but at the same time, he also can like do some crazy big spells because for half the game I made him a mage and then I swapped him yeah. over and he can keep all that experience with him. So that's kind of cool, too. Um, OK, like like one thing I'm working towards making my one character is I'm going to have him be a vanguard class, which draws a lot of aggro towards him. Yeah. And then I'm going to make part of his abilities is that he has a really good chance at countering any physical attack. So he's going to draw all the attention to him and he's just going to counter every attack that hits him. Yeah, sounds cool. And you can do that in tons of different ways. So that that's exciting to itself as well. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, All right. Next one. And and I've been really excited about this dirt five. Sure. Dirt five just got added to game pass. And now I'm going to, I'm going to kind of do a little, little thing. I'm going to try something out with you, Paul. Right now, yeah. what is your interest level on a scale of 1 to 10 of Dirt 5? Uh, 7. I like Dirt games. 7? Okay. What if I told you that Dirt 5 is developed by the team that made Onrush? Uh, 2. No, I'm kidding. It goes down? Are you <laughs> no, serious? No. <laughs> no, that's... Okay. But does it have any of the Onrush stuff in it, or is it still just Dirt? <laughs> like i it guess is, it doesn't it's dirt it's dirt sure. it, i mean it has some of you can tell like the graphic designers it's still them you can see some of that but i mean i you know you're you're supposed to go up that's supposed yeah, to get yeah, you more yeah. excited sure um the uh codemasters um cheshire i think is the sub studio that did on rush that or the, you know at one point the developers of on rush they got dissolved into codemasters and yeah. Codemasters has put them to do Dirt 5. Uh, okay. Which, when I found out, that got me really excited because I really like Onrush. Sure. Um, Dirt 5 is so good. Like, wow. Okay. First off, you go through a career mode that is basically, it kind of presents itself as like a flow chart. 
So you can kind of pick and choose what style of races you want to do, which for me, it's basically like never do a Gymkhana, which is like the stunt mode where you just do donuts and stuff to get points. I never enjoy those. Um, So you can pick and choose what you want to do. You can avoid ones you like. But then there's these really cheesy podcasts that pop up in between each race. Okay. Um, the, The podcast, I think the podcast is called. I think it's called The Dirt by Donut Studio or something like that. Or it might be The Donut or something like okay. that. One of those two. I know Donut's in there. And okay. it's these two guys who I believe they're actual people because in the credits it was like as themselves. And they're just talking about like the like the the dirt career mode or whatever. They're just talking about like <laughs> what a cool race. This was awesome. And they're like playing off each other. Like they're it's pretty cheesy and whatnot. Yeah. But you you also have this mentor, AJ. Who he's the best racer. Sure, of course he he's, is. He's voiced by um uh oh crap, I forgot his name again. Joel from Last of Us. Oh, yeah, I forgot his Troy name. Troy Baker. Too. Troy Baker. Yeah. He's voiced by Troy Baker. And he's like your like uh, you're like his apprentice, right? So he's so you're the rookie, and you can pick a rookie, you can pick a um a nickname that in the rare chance that they talk to you or when you like load the game up and they're like, welcome back. They'll say the the uh, nickname, which okay. I didn't realize. And I picked Spanky. So they just kept referring to Spanky, which I thought was w- Troy Baker did, which is, I thought was pretty funny. Um, and, you know, and AJ's showing up on the podcast and they're talking to him about races and how well you're doing and stuff like that. But then AJ, who's like the who's never lost, gets beaten by a dude named Oh, what is his name? It's like Donald or something like that. I can't. can't it's not Donald. <laughs> okay. It starts with a D. Anyway, and and that's when like the rival shows up and he beats AJ. And because he AJ loses, he retires. So the whole thing is AJ's training you up and then you eventually take him on. Anyway, Donald is voiced by Nolan North. Oh, weird. Okay. <laughs> so then, so now you got Dirt Five with these cheesy podcasts, and they got like the two biggest voice actors. To like Weird. play off of each other, and it's like, huh. wow, Dirt Five, you guys are just like swinging for the fences here. <laughs> um, and that's that's goofy and cheesy too. Like it got to the point where I was like, I'm not listening to these because, and they're only like two, yeah. maybe three minutes long. But then I kind of I listened to enough that I was like, wait a sec, who is that? What what are they talking about? This is what is this? <laughs> and it's these dumb radio shows. And I actually ended up just sitting on the menus listening to these before I did it each subsequent race. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like i think that's if you can turn me around like that like congrats that's pretty uh, weird applause to yeah. you dirt five um let wow. me actually talk right. about the the racing though so yeah first off it looks great second off the the options you have to choose from make no sense whatsoever so i'm playing on the series okay. x my option is to increase image quality and what do you think that means um i mean in context it's probably increased resolution but for me it would be it would probably mean uh the like like a 4k right it's that that, that's the 4k option you think or you think it's the frame rate? that's probably i i would want it to be the frame rate because that's how i would interpret it but i think it's 4k like i think most companies would make that the 4k one okay image call all right your other option is increased resolution So you get to choose between Wait. image quality okay. or image resolution. Those are your two modes you can pick from. 
That makes sense to me because for me, it's more important to have a better frame rate. That's image quality. Resolution is just okay. how pretty does it look, and that doesn't matter. Well, what I'll say is typically image quality is used for resolution. Yeah, uh, they usually it is. You're right. Will say frame rate, but they put both of those there, which is confusing. Here's it is. here's the thing yeah. though. Both of them will hit sixty. That is weird. Then, do you have <laughs> the ability to do one twenty or higher? So that's the other thing. You you do have high frame rate at mode as well. Okay, I do. But they knock that down to one to ten eighty. In fact, no, sorry, they yeah. knock it down to. I was I was going through the um, digital foundry video about this because these make no sense and they were breaking it down. Okay, on the high frame rate mode, it'll do one hundred and twenty frames per second. Yeah. And it, it'll bounce between 900 and 1440. It'll bounce My between? Well, you know, like it'll drop. Like it'll be trying to hit 1440, but it'll drop oh. down to 900. So it'll it'll kind of fluctuate uh-huh. between there. Oh, okay. Uh, it's not a stable frame rate. My TV does 1080, 120. I tried that. It looks terrible. <laughs> it just looks hmm. so bad. The textures and everything, it looks so bad. I ended up going with image quality, which from what Digital Foundry was saying, that will lock it at 60. Okay. No, sorry. Hang on. Which? Yes, that one locks it at 60. And then the the, the resolution will scale around to make it to continue. And I think the qual. Interesting. Oh, I don't even I don't even remember anymore. I, I, I don't even remember what it was anymore. The fact of the matter is, though, that those menus make no sense. And I had to watch a 25 minute video from Digital Foundry breaking this down, which I recommend checking out. Those guys are the best. Digital Foundry is one of the best channels on the Internet, period. Yeah, for sure. So check that out. And even by then, I still don't even remember what they were doing. (laughs) So So. is it that it locks it at 60 frames per second? And to get that, what it does is it changes the bit rate of the actual resolution so that like if it won't reach if some a lot's happening and it wouldn't normally reach 60 on the console in this situation it'll scale it down to like 720 for that like minute or whatever and then go back up. i mean it definitely won't go down to 720 but i believe one of them it does drop it and then the other mode it'll be 60 most uh-huh. of the time but it'll drop a bit below 60 and i don't remember what resolution it stays at if it stays at 4k that whole time okay so one of them locks frame rate and the other one locks uh resolution I think I think so. And that's typically okay. what what these cases usually do. Yeah, so it's usually more transparent than that. But yeah. the other big difference is it's usually like 4K 30, 1080 60. Which sure. makes that makes sense to me. And the fact that it's like a weird blend of the two doesn't make sense. And like then a variable. The fact that the, yeah. And the fact that the, the menu does not help you know what you're picking from doesn't help either i'm interested yeah i'm interested to look at this video because that seems okay. weird yeah i've said i said it dirt five playing dirt five it plays it's real fun the soundtrack is great it oh is, okay yeah it's a great soundtrack which i find important to a racing game it so is that was exciting for me uh a lot of a lot of good songs in there uh if you like songs like i don't know um uh, walk the moons shut up and dance that's a great okay. it's, it's a lot of stuff kind of in that in that theme and a lot of like uh electronic as well but i was just kind of thinking of that song a lot when i was hearing some of the songs okay. um the hdr looks incredible i have to say if you ever have the option to play a, a stage set in norway do it 
because okay. you'll 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 often there'll often be tons of snow and there'll often be tons of ice and there'll be and all the neon that's going on will just be like reflected on the ice while you're racing that looks great um almost every track basically will have the time of day switch so that you will get either a sunset or a sunrise that looks incredible and then the weather effects are so dense that like I had trouble racing sometimes. Like I wasn't quite sure where I should be going. That's how thick the snow will just come in out of nowhere during lap two. And that looks real Man. cool. And just like it is a gorgeous looking game. I literally said out loud I was racing. It was a Norway track. It was it was the middle of the night. The sun had set while I was racing. All the neon was glowing on the ice. The whole track was was ice. So the, so the whole bottom of the the of the course was basically glowing neon colors. There was fireworks going off and then a storm came in and the whole screen would flash when a lightning strike would come down while I'm racing with all this sure. going on. Like, holy smokes. It is a gorgeous looking game. Um, Makes sense. The so, dirt yeah. games have yeah. always been beautiful. So I'm glad to hear that they are definitely leaping forward with that still. That's cool. Yeah. If you have Game Pass, definitely check out Dirt 5. Uh, can't can't recommend that enough. Yeah, I'm going to have to. Um, in a summer vein, uh, this was a Games with Gold title last week, and I was in a racing mode, a kart racer mode, so I played through all of Nickelodeon Kart Racer 2 Grand Prix. How is it going um, to that after the... Uh the weird abortion that crash team racing was for yeah you. so that was kind of it. it was like i finished crash and i was like oh i'm in a kart racer mode let's let's do it um it's it's not great the tracks sure. aren't great here's what's here's what's good about it i have a fondness for nickelodeon so it was uh-huh. like yo i just unlocked cat dog that's awesome yeah or like that's i know great. that guy yeah I exactly yep yeah. um there were some characters i just didn't know okay Jojo Jojo Siwa? Who who is that? Uh, jo- it's know. like a live action girl that did a lot of like dance singing shows for Nickelodeon. Okay. She's in there. Which is odd because I'm playing with cartoon characters and then they give me a human. It's like in the Sonic All-Star Racing. Danica. And that NASCAR and <laughs> yeah, the NASCAR Danica racer Patrick. is is part of that. Yep. Um Anyway, out. the tracks aren't great, primarily because you you almost can't fall off of any of the tracks. Like it's a really easy kart racer. Uh-huh. Um, which was super weird from Crash, because Crash was just like, you know, I hope you I hope you know how to drive, man, because we're gonna give it to you. This one's like, oh, don't worry, you can you'll you'll figure it out. Good 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 luck. Oh, um, good for them. That's nice. Yeah, exactly. Uh and then the biggest bummer is there was no like cool little things in the background of the courses to be like, oh, look, it's that guy from that one episode that everyone likes. Like the courses are just oh. kind of empty. And it, and it was just like, you know, I was kind of trying to guess like, oh, is, what's this from? Oh, this has got to be a, a Rugrats one because Reptar, there's like a Reptar statue. But that's as far as it goes. And the rest of you are racing around a toy box. And, and that's Rugrats. Like, seems like a missed on, opportunity. Put, like, to- yeah. Yeah. There should be tons of stuff in the background, like weird things going on. Also, none of the music, I think, is from the shows. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, how, are, how do you not have, like, the theme song popping up every now and then for some of these shows? Like, Is it not licensed? licensed? Like, That's the thing is you licensed all these characters. Yeah. Why, but none of the music? Like, what? So, I don't Weird know. Missed man. opportunity. But but then again, I, does, any, does anyone even care? And I will say, 
the game's stupid easy. I just played through on normal. It's it's stupid easy. Like like a game on normal should be at some point, especially if it's aimed at kids. And then there's this like challenge mode where those get kind of interesting because you have to do specific things while you're racing. Sure. Um, and that's also how you unlock the last few characters. The last character you get is Shredder. And his race is so bullshit. Like all the like they go from like, oh, this is just, you know, a little baby game. You can you're having fun. You're having a good time. Hey, you remember Cat Dog and Vader Zim? We're all just having a good time here. We're living childhood memory. And then there's fucking Shredder that you have to race against who like enemies will just spawn on the course and sit there for, for and he can drive through them. Also, his like default racing speed on the last lap is faster than your boost. Oh god. Like it, it is actually horse shit. And it wow. comes out of nowhere. It's like where what are you do? so anyway? So that was so there was like an easy fun time, then that monstrosity, and then I went into dirt five, which again is that's an is pretty easy to get through. And in fact, the final race of those ones aren't bullshit. And that was just refreshing. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I needed that. I needed yeah. that right now. I needed a good <laughs> racer. Like honestly, some of those last two races were probably a little too easy. But it's like, who can? Okay, yeah, that's fine. Sometimes that's okay. I think it's always okay. I don't think many people complain something is too easy. Usually, I don't know. I I, I could see an argument of like it's the big it's the big final boss. They got to make it a big thing. But, you know, I don't, anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, the last game I played, and I played just a little bit of this before we uh, started, is a game called Project Winter. Yeah. Uh, this is also, also on Game, game Pass. Pass. Yep. This is Among Us. I was going to say, this uh, is, um, how stressful do you find it? Well, I was doing a party chat with a friend of mine while we were playing together with a group oh. of people. We decided to be the ones who would make the jokes the whole time since we didn't gotcha. know how to play. So the stress level, very low. The anger sure. level of the people insulting us because we didn't know what we were doing, very high. Um, yeah. Which also, yeah, so we would just constantly be like, yo, I saw this guy come out of a weird tube. And then my buddy would be like, what are you talking about? No. <laughs> <laughs> or we would just like, call other people traitors and stuff. So we had a fun time just goofing around. Other people were like, you're useless at this game. You are totally useless. And I was like, I don't know about that, man. Like. Yeah. Kind of sounds like you were kind of useless, <laughs> but yeah, I did. I, I didn't kill anyone. I didn't. I didn't. Okay. I wasn't a traitor. So yeah, I could okay. have been Fair. worse. I could have killed yeah. the guy. Yeah, you're right. I, you're right. Anyway, could have been. Worse. Um, I might play more of that. I can't imagine playing that uh, single player Dolo. with a group of people. What really, yeah, what really surprised me though is so when you get killed in that, everyone, everyone who's dead gets turned into a ghost and they get put in their own chat. And I get and I guess they yeah. can kind of watch things that are happening. They can also like like stun people a, a little bit. They have a couple powers they can do that are pretty minor. Sure. Um, but what's crazy is like, we, you know, so a few people would die. We play through the thing. We end up losing. And then, you know, everyone's back in the same chat. Those people just stayed there and watched the whole game. And I was like, you that guys just watched us for like you watched us for 10 minutes. That's hmm. incredible. Who, like, I know they I have a little why. bit of interactivity they can do, but yeah. who does that? I couldn't imagine doing that. Like, when if I died, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to find a new game. Bye. These people just watch the rest of the game. Yeah. That is weird. It's different when it's Among Us and you're with, like, ten buddies. 
because then you're just like shooting the shit together because of, of course you're going to stay until the game's over but like if you're just there with like one other person in a ra- game of randos why the fuck do you care who wins <laughs> yeah well so when i guess like some people can if they get exiled they can come back if they get killed i don't oh. think they can come back but everyone stayed that was the craziest thing they, and i was that and all i could think all i could think was like is this just like a different mindset that like yeah. younger gamers have now that they've like learned? I don't, I don't know. I, Cause I don't get Beard, it. Weird man. Weird. Anyway, that's all I've been playing. Uh, how about you? Uh, Outriders had a demo come out. That game always looked neat from the stuff I watched of it. After playing it, I'm going to buy that day one. <clears throat> that is what I wanted Anthem to be. That is good Anthem. Okay. You so, can fly around. You got a cool Iron Man suit. No, but you do have powers. Uh, so it's a game made by people can fl- uh, can fly. It's so obviously it's a good shooter with like bodies exploding and kind of like weird, disturbing shit happening in the story and whatever. It does have a p- kind of interesting story that's going along with it. But it is a cooperative shooter where you rely on your powers to basically get you through, and the powers feel good. I was playing a class called the Devastator, uh, which is the tank class. And basically their like passive is you heal when you are close to enemies like and like you're attacking them. So like you're always in the fight, basically, and you get different powers to kind of augment that you have um, like, for example, you only have three powers at any one time, but you can rotate them through to make a build. Essentially, one of the powers I had was. A power when I w- where you like f- go up into the air and then slam down into a group of enemies, taking one or two of them out or whatever. But then you're in the fight, and then I would hit another button, and uh, a whole bunch of rocks would like form like a shield around me, sort of thing, and just like start slugging guys with shotguns while my buddy was doing like rogue like shit. He was playing the trickster class that kind of like jumps in does a bunch of damage does like a slowing feel to everything in the area cuts them all up and then like gets out sort of thing there's like a sniper medic type class like it's really really fun um engaging uh, stuff going on with the gameplay it kind of feels like power gears of war is the best way to put it but they definitely want you to be out and using powers and fighting and not so much hiding behind stuff and shooting uh when the enemy's reloading, they want you in the mix and stuff. So I got some kind of you like control vibes can... from the way the powers work too. It's people can fly. Yeah. Yeah. So like how, how much like people shouting dick tits at me is there? Um, from what I saw, none specifically, wow. there is okay. a weird humor to it. Like there's one side mission where you save a guy that kills you save a guy that saves another guy and then that guy kills the guy and then that guy dies. And then that was the mission. Like you get nothing out of it except for information. <laughs> like it's just one of those, like, Oh, like there's just, this is just a shitty place and situation. The story is, is that there, your earth died years ago. You colonized a new planet. Something happened. You're part of a group called the outriders. Uh, something happens where there was a falling out and you were put into like a cryo sleep sort of thing. You wake up 30 years later and the humans that are on this planet have devolved into two sides of uh, like opposing sides or whatever. I can't remember the names of them, 
and you're just kind of like trying to figure out what the fuck's going on from here and everything has just gone to shit um there's like enough story hooks in there where it's gonna it's interesting enough it's not gonna be amazing story or anything but the draw really is is that it just plays beautifully uh super fun third person shooter with a whole bunch of uh powers that feel really good and uh yeah i look forward to playing it the full thing when it comes out also it's a type of demo that you play the first like i think it's three hours worth of content it's like four story mission no four side missions and like two story missions or something like that and the progress does carry over so when the game comes out you just like start where you left off so maybe that's some incentive to check it out for people there is some wonkiness where some of the um the videos go to like 30 frames per second every now and then and like they downscale a little bit and look kind of weird there's weird loading things going on and there's like this weird shaky cam and apparently uh people can fly came out and said that they're gonna fix all these problems this is just a demo thing so that's good uh it's really well optimized should probably run on most mid-range and high systems out there so yeah it's a cool thing that comes out soon right that comes out april 1st i believe a month from now so yeah i'm excited um this week that Pokemon MOBA is out in Canada for a region free or a region right. locked uh, beta or whatever on Android specifically. So I've been playing a whole bunch of that. Um, okay. It is very basic, like extraordinarily. Nice. So what <laughs> I remember the thing I like about Heroes of the Storm is that it's a basic Dota or League of Legends. This is a basic Heroes of the Storm, essentially. It's like one mode where you're just basically attacking Pokemon in the world and then like the opposing players' Pokemons to collect points. You take those points to the enemy, like what would be their version of a tower, except it doesn't shoot at you in this game. It just kind of like provides defense and buffs for the opposing players. And you use those points to take that tower down and whoever scored the most points against the opponent at the end of the game is the winning team. So extremely basic stuff. What is, Uh, what is the tower equivalent in the Pokemon world? It's just like a little Pokemon area or it's not like a building or anything. It's just like a control point sort of thing. Okay. Just like a circle with a dome over it sort of thing. Yeah. Like a dome that you can walk through a force field, I guess of some sort. Um, so I know I wasn't expecting necessarily this to be in it, but one of the things that I do like about the Pokemon games is I like the elemental like weaknesses, resistances and stuff like that. None of that's in this, obviously. So like there's okay. no element right. basis at all. Um, the abilities are you basically only have two. You have a basic attack, two abilities per Pokemon and a unite ability, which is like your ultimate ability. Um, and it depends on what Pokemon you're playing, but you can change between what those moves are. For example, I've been playing a lot of Slowbro, and I guess also with the way the Pokemon work is you pick what the fully evolved Pokemon is, but you start with the basic version if there is one. So I, you start off with Slowpoke and then like evolve into Slowbro after getting a certain level in the game, and that increases your like 
stats and whatever. But like one of his basic abilities is water gun or whatever. And then when you level up enough, you can turn that ability either into scald, which is just like a constant water gun that just does like a bunch of damage rather than just a one shot sort of thing. Or I'm trying to remember what the other one is. I think it's a telekinetic ability, like a psych ability. And that does like an area of effect sort of thing. So it's very basic. You pick an ability and then you decide which way you want to go with that ability and that's the whole game <laughs> essentially you're just playing with a bunch of other people to score points against an opposing team the pokemon are divided into different classes in terms of like a def- a defender class so a cl- um a type that can take damage and heal itself or like survive uh an onslaught an attacking class that is very weak but is able to deal out a bunch of damage support which is able to kind of uh support the lane that you're in and like the other pokemon around um i think there's a speedster class which is all about attacking and getting out really quickly and then like ranged and melee and stuff like that as well um i know the thing people want to know about is monetization and how that's going to work there's four currencies in the game one of which is coins, oh, one is gems, one is tickets, and the other is, like, fashion tickets, specifically. Like, in, like a specific version of tickets or whatever. So there's three and then another one that's kind of like a premium version of one. Coins you get all the time, and uh, you can buy certain items with it. Um, the items are things you can equip on your Pokemon to go in. So you don't, like... A, MOBA that you might be thinking of, you don't buy items in-game. You like buy you buy them using it, the in-game currency beforehand. You equip your Pokemon with it, and that's the item that they have on for like that fight. You can't change them out or anything. Um, the gems are the ones that are surely going to be the ones that you can buy with real money, because it's always gems in mobile games um, that you can buy. And there's a lot of skins and like not skins, I guess it's more like fashion or whatever for Pokemon and your trainer. Uh, the trainer stuff looks like you can only buy with the in-game currency. The Pokemon stuff, it looks like you can buy with the coins or the gems, which is why I'm thinking that the gems are going to be the stuff that you buy with real money because you can buy most things with the gems. And then the tickets are tickets that you get from like leveling up your character and events and doing the challenges in the game, like complete three ranked matches or like do 10 quick matches or casual matches or whatever they're called. I can't remember. So none of that monetization is in yet. It is definitely primed to suck all the money out because not only uh, do you have to buy the licenses to use the Pokemon, which is essentially unlocking them like um, most free to play MOBAs. You also have skins or like fashion items you can buy for those Pokemon and fashion items you can buy for your trainer as well. So that's all in there. (laughs) Um, It does have a battle pass sort of thing that unlocks at a later level. It does have ranked that unlocks at a later level. Um, You have a trainer level that just levels up as you do stuff in the game. It has the daily challenge sort of stuff that most free-to-play games have. Of You log in, you can claim a thing, and then you have like a challenge you can do or whatever, and that might unlock you a Pokemon license, so you can like unlock a Pokemon for free. The Pokemon, I will say, were easy to unlock. 
uh, they were they were giving them to you pretty frequently, and it looks like they do have a free rotation type system of these Pokemon are just available for you uh, at all times, um, like most MOBAs do. So that wasn't the problem. It definitely seems like the problem is going to be if you want skins, you're probably going to dish out some money. I'm not sure how much yet because there's no currencies available, no real money uh, available yet, but it's probably going to be a money maker for sure for them. Um, right. I want to play with friends. Did it run okay online? Yeah, online is totally okay. I even, I even purposefully left mid match that we were winning to see how it would work with me leaving and then trying to join back in. It didn't like that. Um, I left like, like let's say pretending like my phone died or something, and then trying to jump back yeah. in after plugging it in or something like that. I jumped back in. It took a long time to get back in the match and by the time i did it was like the end of the match because the load it doesn't like you loading in the middle of a match <laughs> it really doesn't like it um i'm actually kind of surprised so you were even able to reconnect to a match i feel like that's usually kind of rare uh yeah for mobas it's pretty standard because it was ranked or whatever um but yeah i'm surprised i was able to in the beta in general so uh yeah, the online is actually pretty good. It's hard to say though because I am playing with people all in the same country I live in. You know. <laughs> like yeah, there's sure. no yep. outs there's no outside. Um I think it's super fun. If you like MOBAs, it's probably something you could get into with some buddies and just have a decent time with. Um I don't know that there's enough there that if you love Pokemon that like you would really want to play this thing you could try it out and see if you like it but it's really more for do you want a casual moba to play it's really that market it's not the pokemon market as much um even though it has i mean that's what's gonna happen with me i'm i'm coming in from the pokemon but i also would like a casual moba so i can get more acquainted with mobas yeah i was thinking about this so i could see this going one of two ways for a lot of people um they love this thing and they can never play another MOBA because they like how simplified and streamlined this one is. And it seems like there's too much mess on, like, bigger MOBAs or whatever like that. Um, or they find this too basic and get sucked into League of Legends or Dota or something. Because this doesn't have, like, a lot... It doesn't have, like, last hitting, for example. It doesn't have buying items, making builds in-game, really. Like, it doesn't have any of that shit. It doesn't have a laning process and, like, knowing when to team fight necessarily. There's elements of all of that in there, but not to the level that, like, a bigger MOBA would force you to learn. So it's either going to be one of the, like, you're going to get into this and not want to do the other stuff, or the other stuff is, like, you're going to be bored with this because it's too easy, I think. I think this is fun. I've done the other MOBAs, and, like, it's... They're okay, but it's... All of these games are 10 minutes. Uh, these don't end with you like completely destroying your opponent. They end after 10 minutes. So w- the timer is done. If everybody has everything still up, it just counts up the points that your team's racked up and then get, declares a winner. So it's pretty good in that way. You're never going to get into a match that's like an hour long. Um, I remember like a fast match in Heroes of the Storm was 15 to 20 minutes. This is half of that. So 
better suited for mobile for sure. Um, but yeah, it's totally worth looking out for. I think I'd be interested to see how people that aren't into the MOBA scene react to it. And more importantly, I'm excited to play with the group of people I usually play MOBAs with. Cause I think it'll be super fun. Uh, no release date though yet. Right. Like no information at all about it. I don't I, think I didn't even know about the beta. So I, I really don't know. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I am waiting for it to, to come out on switch because the other thing is I feel like I need to see the screen at all times and you can't do that with on-screen controls. My thumbs and like the controls are blocking about 20% of the screen at all times to move around and do stuff, which is kind of detrimental. I tried using a controller to see if that was built in and it doesn't recognize a controller on Bluetooth. So we'll see. Uh, I, bet, I bet it will sooner yeah. or later. Yeah, controllers. Yeah, maybe. Um, okay, I bought a game called Cube Cross. Q U B E Q R O S S, and this is a weird two point five three D type Picross puzzle. It isn't three D Picross the way that you would assume, where you have just a, blo- a giant block and then you break blocks away to reveal the object inside using numbers it is more like you if you're looking at a picross board or grid or whatever and then you turn it onto its axis and then instead of using the grid to build into you're using it to build up on a z-axis uh yeah i saw the little uh video you put on twitter because otherwise i would not have been able to follow what you just said (laughs) Yeah, so that's why I put that video on Twitter. So that specifically when I was talking about this, you can go to my Twitter and check it out if that sounds interesting to you. Um, it's neat. It's okay. As somebody who plays a lot of Picross, it's kind of a neat way to like change up the way those games play. Um, I don't think I recommend it for most people, though, because it has the pitfalls of because it's not a normal Picross thing, you don't get good at like just the standard Picross and like you don't get fast. You can't use your uh, old like logic uh, ways to like do the puzzle or whatever. And um, they don't get as complex because of it. And the th- 3D part, like you can't move it on all axes. You can only turn it left or right. So it's a little frustrating and you have to build up the bottom and parts that you can't see first because otherwise you'll build up a part in front of your face or whatever, and then you'll block the other things you need to hit. So it's kind of frustrating in a lot of ways, but if it sounds like... If you are really into Picross and you kind of want a new way to look at it, it's kind of neat for that, and that's kind of about it. And you said you can't uh, rotate the screen, right? You can only go left or right, yeah. You can only turn it on the X-axis. You can't, like, oh, okay. rotate it normally. Yeah. Entirely, yeah. Okay. Uh, the last game came out today, Loop Hero. Uh, Loop Hero is one of those games that if you are into gaming, you should be excited about because it's completely original with a lot of old ideas in it. Loop Hero is a game where you can, it's a roguelike game where it plays, it's, it's like a dungeon crawler that plays itself. There is a road that gets built on a blank map and you have a hero that walks around along that road from a start point, which is the town, um, forever. He will always walk in the loop the same way at the same speed. And on this loop, 
are monsters that he will fight to get items and get uh, different treasures or whatever to progress. Uh, the game does the risk of rain thing of as you keep going, it gets harder and harder. It has card elements in it where you build a deck of what you want to build in your world. You can choose like your card deck, essentially. You Those turn into slots, almost like a carcassonne or something where you put like, this is going to be a forest or whatever here. Uh, this is going to be a meadow or whatever. And each tile has a different thing that it gives you. So, for example, meadows, you just kind of place wherever. And for every meadow you have, you'll get plus two healing um, every loop or whatever, or every day, rather. There's a day cycle that isn't part of the loop. It's just days. Um, and that'll increase by having more meadows attached to it. There's mountains that you put down that'll increase your maximum HP, and that will be bolstered by rock tiles that you can put beside it as well. Um, I'm not going to like spoil anything for people that want to check this game out, but there's a lot of discovery elements of, let's just say if you put nine rocks and mountain, like nine tiles of rocks and mountains together, it forms something else and that'll give you a new buff. Um, and there's tiles that spawn certain enemies, certain enemies drop certain things. Like you want graveyards to spawn skeletons because skeletons, I think drop items. You want, um, the forest tile, no cocoons to spawn spiders because spiders uh, give you something else. Um, so you are basically building a dungeon that your character is consistently going through. And the end goal is you need to put a certain amount of tiles down to call the like end boss, the lich in basically there's like a meter. And then when you do, you fight him, you get a, you're collecting resources this whole time you go back to town and you uh, use those resources to do a town building aspect, which will give you buffs for other runs or whatever, kind of like a rogue legacy. Um, and if you die, you do right. keep some of the stuff that you've collected, but it's like much less than if you win. Uh, you can retreat also if you're like, <laughs> I have a lot of shit and I'm going to die. I'm just going to run back to town, which will end your loop completely. You'll also uh, keep more of this stuff, but you will lose some of your items but uh, yeah, it's a super cool game. It's is the, definitely going to be one of the games people actual, talk about. Is there any like actual like action element to it? Like when you encounter the boss, or is it simply like a numbers game of if you had it's like an auto items and you come, or like um, if you've ever played a RPG with like a auto battle system where like the characters as like it goes into like a classic RPG look where there's the enemies on one side and your dude on the other side and they all have like action bars that are filling up. And then when the action bar fills up, they attack each other or whatever. And you can kind of see the battle play out, but the battle is auto play. What you're doing okay. to bolster that is getting different items and stuff to increase either your defense or if you want to go like a vampirism build to get health back for every hit, a counter build, evade build. So you like all of that is kind of built in to the stuff you get as you're doing the loops. Right. But you're not doing anything during the fight. It's more just you are setting up and then hoping that you the whole game. You're not doing anything the whole game. You are literally just placing tiles and kind of micromanaging what you have on. Yeah. It's an idol. It's kind of an idol game. It's super cool. Um, 
it's going to be one of those games I think people talk about fondly for a while. It's very original in a lot of ways, and it's just super addictive. It's one of those, like, okay, one more run type of games. So people should definitely check it out. It's on a good sale right now, Loop Hero. It's very cool. Yeah, I think this game was being, like, heavily advertised during um, Games Done Quick recently. Uh, could be correctly. devolver is the i know devolver usually likes to get their games in there so that makes sense it's a devolver game that's it though. all right let's do some news yeah and let's uh let's start off with that pokemon presentation that happened like 12 hours on after Friday. the podcast seemed, yeah in the morning yeah, it seemed like a while ago <laughs> um yeah. they basically talked about like kind of three main things uh they started off with uh, new Pokemon Snap and just kind of showed that in action. Look good. I still can't wait for that. It looks yep. great. Um, yep. Again, that's end of April that comes out. But uh, yeah, that game looks really good. It just looks like a like an updated Pokemon Snap, which is fantastic. I can't wait for that. Yep. Uh, they talked a little bit about it, the mobile games, um, but more interestingly, they finally announced the long rumored Diamond and Pearl remakes. Yep. Uh, which are going to be titled Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Yep. Uh, which I enjoyed. I have fond memories of Diamond. Um, so, you know, I'm going to play that again. I'll probably pick up Pearl just because I had uh, Diamond in the past. So I'll probably get the other one and I'll play that again. This is going to seem it seems like it's maintaining the kind of pixelated art style from the DS games. Yeah. Obviously up it and whatnot. It is not taking on like Pokemon Sword and Shields kind of polygonal no more uh, like fire red sort of thing but for a new generation like that yeah they're they're just remastering the uh the other one for sure yeah um so yeah i'll probably play that because why not uh i I know i like pokemon so why not sure uh and then more excitingly they announced pokemon legends arceus i still Uh, don't know what this is i asked a person and they said it's an origin story and i was like that means nothing to me Oh. so it, it, when when they say origin story they're they're talking about like the time period there's it's yeah. in the region that diamond and pearls in the Sinnoh region but yeah. it's going to take place in like the feudal era of this region so a long time ago but what the game is looking to be is an open world pokemon game and they sure. didn't show a ton of, of it what they did show had a pretty bad frame rate and it did <laughs> so they also mentioned it's coming early 2022, which okay. I'll be surprised if it doesn't get pushed to late 2022. Sure. But either way, you get to see your character moving around an open world where there's Pokemon. They do like a like a dodge roll. Which I'm not really sure why you would need to <laughs> since Pokemon usually fight other Pokemon. So maybe you have some health. I, I don't know. I'm really hmm. curious what what that means. Um but there was people but there was characters walking around throwing pokeballs directly at pokemon battling out in the open and they did the whole zelda breath of the wild shot of your character on a cliff looking out at a huge world and a mountain sure uh, they didn't go as far to say see that mountain you can go there but they implied they it. implied it yeah sure um, so i mean who knows that's exciting that's but then again like i would also say that's what we've been waiting for forever and Nintendo didn't make it. Uh So I'm cautiously optimistic. We'll see. Um, I don't know. 
<laughs> I, I'm I'm excited. If that's what we want, I'm excited for sure. Uh, I I'm excited to see more about that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, next, this next one is is pretty weird. I was following this tangentially. I was following this deeply. This, Let me explain everything oh, that's happening yeah, very please, quickly. Go ahead, for sure. The Sinking City is a game by a company called Frogwares. Uh, they are the developer. Frogwares signed a agreement to sell this game uh, to Nacon, also known as Big Ben Interactive. This game was delisted um, because the uh, they terminated their contract. Um, basically, the contract was signed in 2017 before the game came out in 2019. Uh, and it gave, for financial contribution from Big Ben and Nacon, the publisher... They gave the rights to sell and commercialize the game on Xbox One, PS4, Steam, and Epic Games. But the intellectual property was always Frogwares. It never was signed off in the first contract to Big Ben slash Nacon. Um, during the production or whatever, apparently they were uh, Big Ben, Nacon were behind hundreds and hundreds, as they say in their blog post, days of payments. Um... In this time also, Nakon also bought a competing Lovecraftian studio that was making a Lovecraftian game, and they wanted Frogware to share source code, to which they said, fuck no, that wasn't in our contract, we're not going to help a competing studio under your umbrella. And that meant that they also refused four more months of financial contributions for their refusal. Um... And they failed or they refused retroactively to honor a part in their contract to give profits on sales of the game um, to the studio. And that's when they kind of were like, OK, enough is enough. We're terminating the contract. We're going through legal battles. And this was in August uh, 2020. So that's the backstory of what happened. Just kind of they're getting fucked over a little bit. Now, what is happening right now? is this game was supposed to come out on Steam and it didn't because they are in legal battles and the government or the uh, courts haven't decided if they are going to force Frogwares to give Nacon the Steam release. So Nacon decided to buy the game from another um uh, company that was legally allowed to sell the game Frogwares gave called Games Planet. They bought the game from Games Planet and then uploaded it as their own onto Steam with the Games Planet logo completely taken off and theirs put on it. The advertisement on the main menu for Sherlock Holmes Frogwares other game is gone and the other distribution platforms are gone off of there. And the Steam version also has the same executable name, same folder and structure. And everything is the same. Basically, the publishing company, because they are in a legal battle and Frogwares is not giving them the things that they want to release, um, bought a game through a company that is allowed to sell the game and they re-uploaded it as their own on Steam, which is why Frogwares recently this week said, don't buy this game on Steam. It is a hacked, stolen version because it is. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, yep. It's fucked up. <laughs> it's weird, dude. Holy shit. Um, uh, the little extra that I have here, um, cause I was following, uh, Patrick Klepis reporting on that. Sure. Um, so 
Valve came out and said that Frogwares issued a DMCA to take down the game yep. again to take down their own game. Yep. Uh, after after the accusation, Valve complied, so they took it down. Yeah. Um, Frogwares confirmed that they did use a DMCA to request it being taken down. Sure. Um, the publisher Nakon then responded and said. Uh, our contract allows us to employ such measures. So Nacon is still arguing that what they did is allowed within their contract. Right. Which sounds crazy to me. So there is still a legal battle going on and the courts haven't decided because that contract is terminated as far as everybody at Frogwares is saying. But until there is, because it's in a court thing right now, until there's actual decision on what obligations, uh, and liabilities rest on each company. They're just having a weird pissing match right now. Um, it's fucked up. <laughs> it's extremely fucked up. I it's highly weird. recommend it's definitely weird. people check this out if you're interested. Frogwares has a whole huge write-up on their page about this. Um, I'm sure there's probably YouTube videos of people explaining this stuff in detail. Maybe some people that are actually like in the know legally on what can be done. Uh, obviously we won't provide that service here, but that is the basics of what's going on with that company up to right now. And I'm sure more will come out as time goes on. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, I pulled this next one. Monster Hunter rise PC version was confirmed for an early next year date uh, for anybody who wanted to check that out, but does not have a switch. You'll have to wait a year, but you will not need to buy a Switch for that game. Um, yeah, that's it. Tiny Tina, nice. Borderlands movie, played by the actress that played young Gamora, apparently, in Infinity War. I don't know who this actress is, but her name is Ariana uh, Green okay. Greenblatt. Yeah, I was just looking her up because I also didn't know who that was. That was, like, barely a role. Yep. Um, but she's Tiny Tina, she apparently. She has... I have. She's very young. She has a few movies under her belt, but she's very. Uh, yeah, I barely out. know any of these. Tiny Tina sucks. Yep. I would argue she's worse than Claptrap. I fucking hate Tiny there, Tina. No, no. There's. I think it's Claptrap. Then I think it's Tiny Tina. But either way, they're both bad. So I feel sorry for this girl. But hopefully, she gets a good paycheck out of it. Yeah, agreed. Uh, this one hit home for me. Aliens Fire Team. Yeah, give me uh, Left 4 Dead in the Aliens universe. That's exactly what I've wanted. That's what I was hoping GTFO would be and not the weird, impossible-to-play thing that that is. So I'm excited for it. I'm guessing you're not huh. excited. There is a you no, there's a thousand Alien games. That's that's my takeaway from this. Yeah, but how many Left 4 Dead games are there? There's World War Z, Left 4 Dead, and Back for Blood now, I guess? Back for Blood. Left 4 Dead 2. And GTFO. Um, I'm not going to count GTFO because so. GTFO is actually like a tactics game that like a stealth tactics game. That is a very difficult game. I'm yeah, excited I hope it's for good. It. I just. Um, this is probably uh, arguably one of the bigger news things of the whole week. Epic Games bought Tonic yes. Game Group and who own is the parent company for Media Tonic. So they are now the official owners of uh, Fall Guys, Hatful Boyfriend, and uh, what's the other big one that they did? 
it's actually in this article that uh, the remember if you game. can the what yeah murder, murder by, by numbers, numbers. Do murder by yep numbers? yep that's yeah. them uh so epic games bought them out they're apparently not going to be taking it off of steam so we'll see and also i don't think they've confirmed if it's going to go free to play right because Rocket League They've, did, they but put up they a fact. Confirmed. Yeah, they they put up a fact. That was one of the questions. They said nothing to announce right now. I would yeah. be surprised if it didn't go free to play. Um, yeah, I'm I'm still yeah, surprised that game already isn't free to play. Same, but you know, I mean, keep in mind, Rocket League was not free to play for years. Yep, so. true. And we'll see how long it stays on us Steam. It like because I think Rocket yeah. League didn't that eventually get taken off of Steam? Yeah. But a while after the purchase. Um, and they're still planning on bringing Fall Guys to the Switch and Xbox. So that's cool. Honestly, like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a, a doomsayer when it comes to Epic. So good for this team. They probably just made a ton of money and they're going to get to keep building this game. Yeah, I think uh, they needed I, it because that game's dead, I, right? We Nobody's look at buying Ro- it now. I don't think that's the case. It's still pretty popular. They just announced their new season and stuff. I think it's still quite popular. Like they maybe they put it out for free on PlayStation Plus. Oh, there's a lot of players still playing Fall Guys. Yeah, but that's um, free. Like they this is just more money so that they can continue at least for the argument. Right. For the I'm sure I'm sure it was bringing in plenty of money. Like they were selling tons of skins and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I guess. Been super, like if it was dead, it wasn't going to be. Sh- it was. I bet it wouldn't have been showing up on my Twitch Prime thing each month to giving me more stuff more skins so or whatever they got yeah more skins and crowns they got deals going um but i mean i haven't heard anything bad about rocket league going to uh epic not that i was really following it so yeah just the people that say epic is literal nazis and then screaming into the void of the internet just those people Great. so sure. yeah uh this one i just thought was fun this was put in our discord but uh Apparently, a fan of GTA V found a bottleneck for why that game takes so fucking long to load on PC, and he fixed it himself by just fixing a file that apparently um, has trouble parsing uh, something between GTA Online and GTA V because it was, as he says, poorly built. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> I just found that funny that it's like, this guy just fixed this game by, like, a lot. <laughs> by changing one little thing so that was interesting uh no other big news there let's talk about the switch thing yeah uh i would have argued this is the biggest news if it was confirmed um but so at the moment this is just more rumors and leaks it is a article from bloomberg which i feel like gives it some bit of credibility but we're getting some more switch pro uh news this one specifically saying seven inch panel, um, mm-hmm. which would still be within the same size of the switch, just the screen itself getting a bit bigger. So yep. a, a smaller bezel. Yep. Um, also a dock uh, that will let the uh, switch output into 4K. Sure. Uh, the panel will be an OLED display uh, and also it'll go up to 720p uh, in handheld. Sure. Which is probably more than enough you need on a screen that's small. Yeah, agreed. Um, so. But uh, 
honestly, that sounds cool. I'm excited about the 4K output because, like I said, I am playing my Switch less and less docked because I think they are looking worse and worse on my big TV. I think they need to do something about how their own games still run like shit, too. I saw some of that uh, Link's Awakening, and man, that thing chugs in some screens and is like that. Sure. That's in a, that's not good for their own in-house game. Right. I mean, I would be surprised if these were the only updates. Right. But I would also definitely love a more powerful switch. I would yeah. have to assume that that's just like like a, a necessity at this point that it'll be more powerful because I'm sure Nintendo knows as well. Yep. <coughs> and part of this news is we're is they're aiming, I guess, for later this year with an announcement as early as like June. Okay. Around E3 time. So yeah, possibly. So I guess I ask you, they announced this. Are you getting one day one or will you pre-order it? Or are you happy with your no. switch as is? Yeah. I don't use my switch for like anything except for like platformers, <laughs> like pixel platformers. So I think I'd get a day one. Um, Cause I just know that, whatever the next Nintendo one after this, I want to be playing the best version of it and I'm, and I want it to look the best and I'm tired of it not looking the best. Mm. So I think, so I think I'd probably be a day one. Um, and the nice thing about it being the same size is all my joy cons will probably still work. Yep. So that's good. Yep. And I'll probably super take, important. I'm assuming the old, I'm assuming the old dock would still work. It just won't output uh, the 4k so I could maybe move my old dock to a different TV or like to bring it to my girlfriend's place or something like that. I'm hoping uh, we'll see. also to hear something about, Hey, it has Bluetooth now for your headset <laughs> for your Bluetooth. Headset. I keep seeing like little advertisements <laughs> on Instagram and stuff for like a dongle, dongle. to put on there. And they, yeah, they look uh-huh. so bad. Do you want they this do. like bulbous thing just hanging off the like, uh headphone jack no no yeah what (laughs) no i don't i'll just i'll just put a i'll put thanks i'll just put small headphones i'm okay yeah i don't want this giant ass dongle hanging off of this thing yeah for sure okay uh new game plus expo which usually shows a bunch of anime bullshit games uh happened i think today actually this morning i watched it before uh we went live here there is a whole bunch of anime stuff there. Uh, if you like Arc System Works and Arxis and all those companies, the NIS, all those companies that do real, real anime Japanese stuff, there's probably a lot in there for you. I pulled the things I care about. Pocky and Rocky Reshrined is coming out. More Pocky and Rocky on your Switch. How could you like, not care about I have about no that? idea what this is. Does this have anything to do with I pulled this for me and John. Like this is for you, buddy. I know that you care. <laughs> I don't know that he cares, actually. Pocky and Rocky, does, does man. Does this have anything to do with Rocky and Bullwinkle? Um, it's two animals shooting stuff in a bullet hell sense. So maybe I don't know. Pocky and Rocky is weird. It's a weird series, but they're okay. kind of fun. And we're getting a one this fall, I guess, called Reshrined. Okay. The bigger one though, Blaster Master Zero Three. This is John and I, uh, specifically. For this podcast, this is like one of our favorite series. So yep. I know he's probably stoked about this. I'm stoked about this. Uh, looks good from the little bit that they showed. It looks like they still have the stuff that they added in Zero Two that I liked, where the top-down sections have like movement-enhancing features. It looks like there's a weird 
like Nago world or something like a dark world variant that you can go into or something. I don't know. I'm interested in it. It's coming out July 29th, which is sooner than I thought. Uh, The other thing I guess that I didn't write down here because there was no information really about it is um, Azure Striker 3 or whatever, Gunvolt uh, 3 comes out next year. Um, They... Yeah, they got one of the guys from Curse of the Moon on it as the art director or whatever, or art manager. It's coming out 2022. No new information, which is a bummer, but I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but yeah, right. if you, I recommend people check that out if you like anime stuff, because there was a whole bunch of other anime things on there. All right, so what's this Avengers thing? This is ridiculous. Let me read you this tweet. Okay. Marvel Avengers a service game that has struggled to keep players is deciding to add more grinding and making leveling Wait, harder. And the developers okay. are warning players to get their levels in now. Uh, Cause they have until what? March 18th. I'll read you the full little paragraph from their announcement. Okay. We'll be increasing the amount of XP needed to level up starting from around level 25. This amount will increase the closer you get to level 50 so that it'll take longer to reach higher levels and will only affect character level, not power level. Why? If you already what? have a level 50 character, which is the current maximum. This won't affect you. If you have a character who isn't level 50 and want to speed up the progress, take this time to do so before the update on March 18th. Why March the 18th fuck? is also when the new console updates are coming. But basically the way it works is right now it is a... Um, it does not scale exponentially, so the amount of experience you need from level 1 to 2 is the same that you need from level 49 to 50. And for some reason, they are now making it an exponential growth, so it'll take you longer to get to like level Like an MMO. 50. Yeah. Yeah. Bullshit. Uh, and the question is just, why would you do this for a game people already find to be too much of a grind? This makes sure that I'm never going to go back to your shitty fucking game. Like, if my buddies are like, hey, want to play this? I'm going to be like, no, I don't. Like, yeah, it's, why? I, what a weird choice. I didn't read the full press release of, like, why they chose to do this. I just can't believe that they are choosing to do this. That game needs all the help it can get. And it's just shooting itself in the foot. Jesus what a Christ, weird thing. man. That's yeah. really, oh, I can't believe it. All right. It's super weird. Um, all right, that's going to do it for news. Let's do some questions. If you would like to send a question in, it's topdownrespective at gmail.com. At TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. Uh, we got a lot to go through because we're going to touch on last week's as well. So let's get these answers in fast. Kevin let's says, what are some games where a run can do a complete 180? Where a run can do a 180? Oh, Tony Hawk. You yeah. do 180s all the time in that run, in a run. But I'm... Uh, I'm going to say Apex. Me and my buddy basically have a rule that if we drop and we get some really good gear early on, we're going to die immediately. Yeah, sure. Uh, any battle royale can go from really good to you're dead of instantly uh, or it's the other way around. Extremely fast. Where sure. you have nothing. You ki- accidentally kill somebody. You loot their body and you have the best gear in the game now. Like yeah, definitely battle sure. royales. Um, yep. I'm going to say cart racers. I can't tell you how many times in the last month I have been in first place just about to finish. Now I'm in sixth. Now I got to do the race again. Um, Roguelikes. 
like you're having a shitty yeah, time, you sure. get the one item that wins the game and you win the game. <laughs> like always happens. Next question from Dedensky. If you had the opportunity to take golden Tanuki suit, which would appear after you failed something over and over, what IRL task would you most want it for? Finding a job. <laughs> All right. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I'm having a hard time thinking of one for myself, but just kind of a general one. I bet people could be like parallel parking. Yeah, that's a good they, one. Actually. They just can't get in after like three times. It's like just the car will just do it for you. Just don't worry about it. I don't find um, parallel parking that hard myself, but yeah. No, I don't either. You know, what's interesting is like so, so like in Alberta, you have to parallel park on your driver's test. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. one of the things you have to do. Sure. Um, and, you know, just to just to toot my horn a little bit. When I did all my driver's test, I did the best parallel park of my life. Okay. Incredible. They give you the option of, you know, you go backwards and then they give you the option. You can go forwards a little bit to correct yourself yeah. on the last little bit. I didn't even have to do that. Nice. I just went backwards. Perfect. I was the best one I'd ever done. Anyway, in California here, you don't have to do a parallel park. That would on explain your it. Test. The, on- the only thing you have to do is drive backwards for like 10 meters without touching the curb. And people fail that, by the way. I'm assuming they do, but like, that's, that's, that's insane. That is At that insane. point, I deserve one of their licenses. They should Agreed. just give it to me. They should want me on the road. Yeah. Um, Agreed. I'm trying to think of something like super crazy, like that, like, that's like might kill me, but if I can survive failing three times, then I'll just be able to do something like, like almost like, like flying overdosing you know I mean? on meth or something. <laughs> oh, that's not at all where i was going with that if i can just get through three three of these then i can take it forever with no problems yeah no way man yeah uh almost like if 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 i can hold my breath for like five minutes straight three separate times i can now breathe underwater forever yeah yep that's a good one what i guess you have to be failing right so it it would have to be i'm trying to hold my breath forever that's my goal I'm going and as long as I can fail three times and not die, then I'm actually then I get the suit and I can do it forever. How many times can the same limb get frostbite so that I'm impervious to cold? Um, like, well, I mean, as as a doctor, I can tell you I'm I think you can once and then it won't get cold anymore. Oh, yeah, you can get it cold enough. It won't get cold anymore. Yeah. Isn't that what they said in school that like. If you're outside for too long and it goes from feeling really, really cold to like starting to feel warm, you're in trouble. <laughs> I didn't I didn't uh, I haven't heard that, but I would believe that. That sounds right to me. Yeah. Uh, Rinku writes, has a voice actor unintentionally ruined a scene for you, but complete for completely personal reasons. As an example. The car chase scene in Captain America Winter Soldier. I can never take seriously because the car's AI voice actor is the same guy who does Ancient Aliens narration. And I'm half expecting him to chime in with, is it possible every time I watch that scene? I don't actually know what he's referencing, but I'll take his word for it. The one that came to mind for me. Okay. First off, Bravely Default 2, all the voice acting is terrible. So okay. every scene gets ruined whenever they're talking. Sure. Um, the the other one that came to mind though is 
Lego Movie 1. Okay. Because President Business is voiced by Will Ferrell. Uh-huh. But one of the, like, surprise twists during the movie is the dad is Will Ferrell. Sure. But if you know Will Ferrell's voice, you already know that he's in this movie. Yeah. So it's no twist coming, but that's supposed to be a big reveal. So that that kind of ruined that one for me. I don't have one. I usually think bad voice acting is like makes a scene better for me <laughs> when it's like really bad or stupid. I like that sort okay. of thing. So it doesn't really ruin it for me. I could see if I was like really into something like it ruining the moment, but then I'm into it for a different reason. So what about like like Paimon? Oh, that's a good one. I hate Paimon. You're right. That game is amazing until she speaks and then I want to turn it off. That's a yeah, good answer. That's not a great. Yeah, I guess go. in that regard. OK, I actually do have one. Uh, anytime there's a robot voice, if it starts being sassy, I hate it. I hate sassy robots. I'm so <laughs> sick of it. Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't go as far as say I hate sassy robots, but there's there's definitely a, like too many sassy robots in my life at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, VGC Kenny, what video game, video game series, or video game company would you like to see many, if not all, of their unused concepts and mechanics into one game? Oh boy. <laughs> um. Okay, I want Konami to just release anything Silent Hill that they've ever done into like some weird, like fucked up horror thing where nothing makes sense. So, like, I thought of Konami, but it, they said, like, all of their unused concepts into one game. So, would that mean oh, it also has to be part Metal no. Gear and part football? It says here or video like game soccer? series, though. So, I'll say Silent Hill specifically. Okay. I see. Okay. So, you want everything Silent Hill into one game. Into, like, some weird, like, mindfuck Silent Hill, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think specifically with it's, it's a bit of a double-edged sword with Konami, because... I they're just like not game developers anymore. You wouldn't right. get a good game out of that. Like, yeah, you, you I'd have get to a give Silent Hill to someone else. You could you could get a pachinko machine. Yeah, I guess you could. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, I don't know Kirby. Yeah, put all that in one game. Oh, that would be they, really they have good. So many that would be weird. And then here's the air ride area. That would just be a mess. But that's something. What about? An actual, finally, Pokemon MMO with all of the Pokemon ideas thrown in into different ways. That's a lot, because, like, are we talking, like, all the Pokemon ideas? So you get, like, weird, like, all the spin-off stuff? Like, is there a Everything. tactics game somewhere in there? Yeah. I guess. I guess you could do that. Yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, if it's, like, a, if, if it's, like, World of Warcraft, then it's, like, yeah, you go over here, and this is where you can, like, do a tactics game with your Pokemon. Exactly. Or, I mean, World of Warcraft has a Pokemon game in it, so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Second part to his question. My mom told me me, whenever she hears Green Day, she's reminded of me, which took me by surprise. What things do your parents associate with you when, uh, with you where you don't have a good idea as to why? That's a good question. I should... Man, if I had I known like I this question was coming up, I would have asked my mom. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is, like, I don't know what they are interpreting. I'm trying to think, though. Uh, I know my mom listens. She can call me and tell me when she oh, hears man. this. Oh, geez. 
<laughs> I don't think it would be anything music related because I never really like listened to music out loud. It was always just like on in my like headphones. Sure. Um, at this point, it's probably like movies or TV shows, since that's kind of a lot of what we do when I when I go home is we usually like go out to the movies or we watch TV shows together. So sure. it's probably something like that. Like, I, I think I watched like the last few Star Wars with with like my dad and mom because because they came out around Christmas time. It was probably something like that. I, I think I, I know. OK, I actually know my parents associate Nintendo specifically with me because I was super into it as a kid. Uh, Mortal Kombat okay. because I was super <laughs> into it as a kid. Uh, I know those two things, but like I know why they associate that with me. So it's not really answering his question. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, they I couldn't tell you like a specific game or anything or or console. It would just be like video games. Obviously, I'm sure they associate yeah. with me, but they don't sure. know enough to be like Mortal Mortal Kombat or anything like that. Uh, Linebeck asks pretty much just you. What would you want out of a Persona 5 arena game? Uh, I really like the idea of con um, continuing the story like canon story stuff. So I really like that Strikers is a continuation of the Persona 5 story. So, like, why not make the fucking fighting game canon as well? Like, I like that idea. Like, forcing you to play all these things to get story parts. So that would probably be my answer. Okay, are we going to go back to uh, last week's now? Yeah, let's do last week's. Let's go through those. Okay, Suku Suku asks, have you ever thought of changing the intro-outro music? Not saying you should, if it's ever crossed your mind. Sean? I've thought about it, I but I'm lazy. Um, yeah. And I, part of me, part of me is like, you know, making music's not really one of my interests. I kind of just did that because we needed music and I was more interested in it at the time. And the other part of me is like, if we do change it, it's like, the longer I wait to change it, the bigger of a change it is. Yeah. So it's almost like, it's almost stressful to change it. And to the point where it's like, well, if I change it, it's gotta be something better, which granted that it's not hard getting better than what I made when I was 18 for sure. This, that's not great. Um, maybe I was even 17, but still it's just like there. It's so big. It's been there for so long. What if like, we did the bomb cast thing of it's the same like basic theme, but done in like a different style. That's that's what I've want primarily wanted. I, okay. I, I like the idea of like updating the, the core thing. But but again, the, a lot of it is like, I just don't want to sit down and do it. <laughs> if somebody out there wants to tinker and like send it in for us to look at, feel free to. We're not paying you. I'll look at it. But yeah, we'll look at it. <laughs> we'll probably give you credit. Damn. Well, I mean, we should probably get that out yeah. front that if that's something you want to do maybe do it if uh but don't think that there's going to be compensation <laughs> i just don't want any expectations well, well I, I, i'm no promises is what I'm, i'll that, say right now yes that's what i meant more go into it with the idea that you won't be compensated and be pleasantly surprised if you are <laughs> uh second part of the question Oh, this is a little longer. Okay, a discussion about what retro means came up. Some are arguing 360 PS3, we are retro consoles. Others don't see it that way. Retro and definition change over the years. With new indie games taking on the retro moniker, things have gotten muddled. So 
What is your definition of retro? Would you consider the PS3 retro? Personally, I'm in the camp of PS1 to PS3 eras should have its own category. That's just me. Fuck, I wish John was here for this. He would care more yeah, about this than Yeah. No, it's it's a good it's a good thought experiment. Um it it is weird if when I'm thinking about it to think of the 360 PS3 and Wii as retro, but they are old. Those are old consoles. Those are like what, 15 at least? Two, what was 360 was 2006 2004 what was that something like that 360 i feel like john and i have had this discussion before at length on here i mean i don't know if it was just us two or if it was all three of us but i seem to remember as being like 20 years <laughs> or like giving a real hard answer and i can't remember what the justification was but i think also at least two console generations in between or something like that also 2005 uh no november 22nd in the states december 2nd in canada that's weird to think it was like like 11 days later i'm just wondering now if i if i lived in canada right now and i knew i could get it 11 days earlier if i drove to the states from calgary to the to the states that's you're looking at probably about a four-hour drive to hitting like a town i would probably do that sure it's not a bad I, drive I either. Would probably it's do straight that. all the way down. <laughs> it's a boring drive. It is boring. Oh, there's like there's nothing to look at. True. It's a boring drive. It is. Because I made that drive to like Lethbridge a lot. Oh yeah, true. Um so like I I think they are retro. They're yeah. going I feel like they're kind of going more from like an aesthetic by by saying that PS1 oh. to PS3 era should have its own category. I feel like they're just saying pixelated stuff is retro and you need to call stuff that have poly poly something else i see uh no polygons are Which, also retro to me well po- polygons are definitely retro yeah um but i just i i think you, you we have to start looking that polygons sorry you were saying polygons are retro yeah for sure yeah okay yeah no sorry i, I heard pixels and I, uh, I was about to counter oh. that but yeah no that's gotcha. for sure I think I think the PS I would call the PS3 retro as as odd as that seems. Yeah, like I, they're almost twenty years. I definitely call the PS3 away from retro. One hundred percent. Yeah. Also, there's pixelated games these days that I don't call retro because retro to me isn't an art style. It can be, but like it's. I not. feel like I feel like the the general public would say this is like a you know a retro throwback or it's in, retro throwback. inspired. They would definitely use retro in in how to describe the aesthetic, though. Sure, but that's not that doesn't make it retro. Retro to me is like that's kind of a, that's out. kind of a thing though. Is like if yeah. someone said this has a retro aesthetic, I'm going to think pixels before I think polygons. See, okay, when we're talking about games, sure. When people say retro aesthetic, the first thing I think about is like. 80s like horror vhs weird like purple like scan lines and shit like that like that's my first thing i don't even think like video games okay. for some reason well in a video game context though would you would it's you not just, think pixels um i would think like low pixels like original mario like big blocky pixels i wouldn't think okay. like I wouldn't think like Super Nintendo Castlevania Order of Ecclesia or whatever on the DS pixels. <laughs> I wouldn't think that. But yeah, I would think like older, right. yeah. I guess. But also that's just because like that's what I 
I would think my childhood, and that was my childhood. So people growing up like in the uh, mid and late nineties would probably say uh, SpongeBob is what they think of retro, and like to me, that's not at all because it wasn't in my lexicon at all. Yeah, it's also going to determine yeah, kind of when you're what age you are. Because yeah, like I don't think about Pong like ever for the most part. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I think I kind of generally agree two two generations back. It's getting pretty old. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think maybe 10 years might be the cutoff for me. It's over 10 years old. And I, I might be calling it. Yeah, something like that. especially the way Shane technology writes, goes these oh, days for sure. Sorry. Go on. Yeah, yeah for sure. Nope. Shane writes uh, probably a question that's come up before, but I had some friends be mad about Splatoon 3 thinking it's too soon. Uh, slash should wait for the next system or something. Curious what your guys' take on is. Uh, assuming it's not a, like a yearly release, how long do you think a game should be out and supported before it gets a sequel? This is actually kind of interesting. I initially immediately thought when I saw that trailer, this seems real early, but then I thought back, Splatoon 2 came out right around the launch, didn't it? Wasn't it just a couple months later I think so. of the Switch's launch? Yeah, I think That's so. That's like four years. That's way long what 2017 right yeah four years now like as of right now for sure yeah yeah so even if it was like if it came out a year after that that's still three years like so i don't even know why i thought it seemed too soon uh because time doesn't matter anymore ever since last year (laughs) yeah so i had to kind of correct myself in thinking that um too soon to get supported by a sequel that's a hard question uh, for me, it's when there is a major gameplay change that needs to be made. Uh, so, for example, Siege is always going to be a shooter that relies on tactics of breaking down walls and barriers and putting up other ba- walls and barriers. They can get away with just supporting that with new ways to do that for a long time. Um, if Splatoon wanted to add a whole new thing, that would require them to make a whole new game. So, like, adding or changing a major mechanic is when you should be thinking about a sequel, no matter when it came out. I don't know, because I feel like the minute you're making a a sequel as, as like, a separate product, you're going to split the player base in some way. Yep. This is the Overwatch problem. Into the first one. It's kind of the Overwatch problem. It's it's the reason they canceled Among Us 2. Yep. Um... So I, I feel like you're kind of looking at it the opposite the opposite direction. You're kind of looking at it like you, you the reasons you should make a sequel. Right. Yes. Yeah. And and then and then and then the thought process here is how is too soon to make a sequel? Because if like let's say they came out with like a Splatoon two six months later with a brand new mechanic. Should that have just be put in the game? It's only six months since the first one came out. You know what it, I mean? No, if it's big enough, it should be a whole new game for sure. Without a doubt. Maybe a spinoff game like Splatoon, even splattier or something like I don't care how that should be a new product. If you need the new product. Yeah. If I mean, I don't like know exactly how for I would... a gun or whatever. That's different, though. No, for sure. But let, let's say it, <laughs> yeah. it's like a it's a brand new like it's a whole new set of modes or whatever whatever it could be right maybe let's say there's three modes in splatoon one six months later they come out with splatoon two it's got three new modes 
And it's got the the first three modes you'd like that you have from Splatoon 1 because there's no re- reason to get rid of it. But it's got three brand new modes in there. I don't know exactly how I'd feel, but I would almost kind of be like, I just bought your game and now you want me to buy another one six months later? Modes are weird. Uh, okay, let's think Tony Hawk. As soon as they add in manually, okay. you have to make a whole new game. You just have to. That's a completely different thing. You can't just pigeonholed into your old level design somehow you have to make new levels that allow for it and you have to add that mechanic and they kind of did like every tony hawk added kind of a new thing that like made it feel a little bit different and then they tightened everything else up which is why i think most people were okay with that series until they started becoming a little cash grabby um madden games and stuff like that there's no reason to ever make a sequel but they do because they sell (laughs) like roster changes is not enough for me to make a sequel. That should just be something you'd like download to me. Uh, I don't know. I guess for like that game specifically, it would be whenever a new system is like out, right? Would be when you would want to make a new game for something like that. Maybe for any game. So are you saying, well, are you saying for Splatoon, it's too soon then since we're going to get two on the switch. I don't know what they're doing with it. It seems like they're just going to be adding more maps and stuff. So, yeah, I would think so. I also don't care at all about Splatoon. So there's that. Right. I mean, that's just that's just the example. I mean, we, we you can make it broader for sure. I just yeah. I feel like at some point, I mean, it's going to come down to personal taste. Do you think you got your, you know, $60 worth or whatever sure. the price of the game is? Um, and, but and at some point, like if they're coming out with them that fast, at some point, I just won't be able to keep up. Because, like, I can't justify buying, like, a new Pokemon game every month. I, right. I can't do that. Right. For sure. So. But if the if they are putting out full quality Pokemon games every month, I can't be mad about that. Like, at no point can I don't think it, there's any way I can say you should have given me this because I bought your game last month. Yeah, I do think that there's something kind of hidden in this question of. If this bothers you, you should not buy Splatoon 3. Like, everybody in the world should not buy it and pay, like, vote with their wallets. And then people, they'll see, oh, we released this too soon. Oops, I guess we fucked up. And then maybe support the other game or something. Like, but it's not going to happen. People are going to buy this and it things are going to go on. So, like, I don't, it's hard to tell. I think it is too soon if it's me. Because... Splatoon 2 still seems like it's totally fine on the Switch. I don't understand why you would need another one. It's kind of like, uh, especially, like, I'm thinking Smash specifically. Smash has just been adding new characters and, like, kind of changing up the meta all the time with that and whatnot. They could have probably made another Smash in this time and, like, released it, but they just kept adding on to the other one. I don't know what, what Splatoon 3 would be adding that they couldn't do that here. But, uh, again, I don't know what they're adding. <laughs> do it so yeah i don't know guess we'll see that's a that's a that's a difficult question yeah uh vgc kenny how do you feel if instead of dante and smash we got nero how would most people feel i wouldn't care most people would have a fucking shit fit about it I personally wouldn't care too much, uh, but you know, I, if I was going to play one of the characters, I think Dante's just cooler. But that's just I've played way more Dante games than I have Nero games. Counterpoint: Dante uses a sword. Nero could use his fist. 
So we could get another sword character. I mean, they both use swords. They both use fists. <laughs> what you're saying I, is we I, shouldn't I, have uh, either. I think it would that would just be such a weird, like, mean thing to do. <laughs> uh, it's like, oh, you got so close. That'd be, that'd be what a weird thing to do. What video game character would you most want to have been doing a Ratatouille the entire time? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. A- Agent 47. For okay. sure. Sure. That would be hilarious. Yeah. Francis I'm trying to think Morgan. of like kind of. This that almost like kind of like is he's so goofy. It almost kind of works. I'm trying. Yeah, I, I was going the opposite direction of like, uh, like what are the some of the most serious characters I can think of? Like, what if it was Snake? The yeah, whole Solid time? Snake, even like Metal Gear Solid four, where he's thinking of killing himself. Like, that's also a Ratatouille. Oh, my God. <laughs> That would be really fucking dark. <laughs> and now the question is like, is 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 Ratatouille, is he killing himself? Is he ending his career? Or is he like, I need to bury the evidence? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Sephiroth. Yeah. Almost any Final Fantasy. He's actually just a really just nice so guy. Dramatic. Normally. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he, he like he like he like waits till like Ratatouille's asleep and he's like, save me, Cloud, please <laughs> don't before he wakes up, <laughs> kill me. Um, what about like Michael Phelps in the Olympics 2012 game? Yeah, Sonic in any game. Yeah, just like Mario the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel I, well. The the downside to like making it like a goofy little uh, like Mario or Sonic is it's like they're already kind of like a little animal, so it's not that different. Yeah, I the uh, way I would want it to be like Mario, if you were going to do it that way, is it's almost like a Mr. Magoo situation. Of there's actually a rat in his trousers, and every time he's jumping, he's just trying to get it out, and he just so happens to be like saving the princess and the he's like just while missing all the buzz saws and stuff while he's yeah. like what? yeah no that, that's i could see that for sure yeah that would work really well um yeah uh you know like uh, cory in the house that that popular ds game what if cory is being controlled by the rat <laughs> sure um Yeah, there's a bunch of really good answers to this. That's yeah, it's a good, it's a good question for sure. Yep. Okay. Uh, final part of his question: Anthem is a great name. It's been sullied by pro- by this product that, by all accounts, isn't good. Anthem is also a non-specific name. How long will it take for a different company with enough i with a different enough idea to be able to use the name Anthem in the gaming space? Like maybe never. I don't know. It's weird because prey. 2016 i think it was is a completely different game than the 2009 or whatever game they use the exact same name right so yeah who knows? i feel like that's a bit of a rarity i can't think of too many times where they just took the whole name the same and they, name and yeah it was a and it was a separate game like it's usually like yeah. a reboot of that like they're they're using the name for a reason yeah uh so i would be surprised if anyone used anthem um yeah, probably in terms of a copyright different company, to that name too. Different. 
I mean, Anthem is already a name for lots of stuff. That's a, a, yeah. a healthcare provider down here. So every time I had to look up something about the game, I had to write Anthem game in Google because oh, if I just sure. said Anthem, I just got healthcare. Sure. <laughs> um, so I would have almost argued it's I didn't appreciate that name because it wasn't specific enough. Um, sure. Yeah, I can't see anyone taking Anthem. Yeah. There's you're not even getting like a like a a, a, a name people like from a game people loved so why would you do it sure dead in ski dead in sky uh inspired by ran boo live starting twitch in september and now becoming the most subbed twitch streamer on the planet what's the most impressive task you've accomplished in six months i haven't accomplished any task that's impressive in six months um i'm going to say going from university internship getting a a job within six months is the greatest accomplishment i will have ever done in my entire life i will never surpass that yeah that's a short time uh that i did that within four months maybe five on the outside i think four so that was incredible sure no task i've ever done is Um, impressive in six months it's always taking longer oh okay um follow-up question do you think that there is a video game for everyone yeah of course there is 100 i i agree yep i think so too roster man so as it seems that today was announced that daft punk is disbanding what is the last band from any genre used to listen to a lot and later disbanded why do i feel like we answered this this seems familiar i don't know we, we talked about daft punk but uh mm, i feel like okay. most bands i like, not yeah, almost any band from like my high school days, they're not together anymore. But I mean, I, I was a big My Chemical Romance fan. They're not together anymore. Sure. Sometimes they get back together. Like Blink-182 is a weird thing. It's just like, I listen to them Blink a lot. They broke up. They true. came back together. They broke up. <laughs> like, who knows? <laughs> yep. True. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say probably a good portion of them. Uh, weirdly enough, some of them are still together and they haven't been doing so good. So, <laughs> you know, maybe it's better right. that they yep. leave on top. Uh, Linebeck, how much graphical fidelity are you willing to compromise on to get a stable 60 frames per second? Almost all frames is way more important than graphical fidelity for me. Wow. I'm the opposite. I typically don't really care much for 60 frames. Um, 30 is just fine for me. Um, so I don't really have much of an answer, but when I, whenever I have the option between the two of them on, on the consoles, I usually pick the 4k option cause I want to take advantage of that. Unless it's like a racing game. Uh, then mm. I usually go 60 frames and follow up question. What is the hardest console? What was the hardest console for you to obtain? And where does the Wii fit on that? I mean, for you guys, it's probably the PlayStation 5, right? Because that thing's, like, stupid no, I, hard to I, I got it when they uh, when they announced the pre-orders. It was stupid easy for me. Mm-hmm. I understand it's hard to get, but I was, you know, I'm on Twitter pretty regular, so I got it pretty fast. I mean, it probably actually is the Wii. That's the only one that I, like, tried to get. I didn't do any kind of pre-order for it, and then I had to wait a few months for that to happen. Um. Uh, you know, you could always go like, I had to travel to Japan to get a Wonder Swan. 
But I feel like that doesn't really count for the spirit of the question. I also, when yeah. I was there, I just picked it up off the shelf and bought it. That's the like thing. $10. I haven't bought any console that's like, oh, I got to make sure I wake up at 6 a.m. and hit the button a million times so that I can read. I go into the store and if it's not there, I don't care because I play on PC. Like it's not a deal. Yeah. Big deal. Well, I, and that's the thing is I, I have done that exact thing. I have even woken up and gone to the store at 6 a.m. to see if I had any luck. And no, I did not. And that was for the Wii. Um, OK, I so say after that, I started pre-ordering them and stuff. Yeah. So the Wii's the number one for me. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Rinku, you're allowed to change one thing about a console's packaging. What is it? Any console, as many you can think of. It just just has to be a physical package you can hold and display. You're allowed to change one thing about a console's packaging. Never really thought about the console packaging. I want the the box to have a built-in way for you to put the console back in it, and it holds it nicely. (laughs) Oh, Um, good idea. The last few PlayStations don't have that. They because they have a like a bunch of extra boxes in there, and then like some styrofoam or, or cardboard section. And usually, I get rid of that stuff. But the Xbox Series X has like a a like a stationary foam insert that stays in there. So it would actually work pretty nicely to transport it around. I also really love the 360 box I have because it has little compartments that are built in there. So I could put like the controller in there. Oh. I can put the hard drive here. Yeah. I can put the Xbox on top. Um, Cause when I was in high school and whatnot, I would, you know, go back and forth between my parents' houses every week and i had to package them up every week i just i didn't just put them in a bag i I keep my boxes so i want something i can put it in and transport it nicely in yeah good answer holy shit i also what he said i also want that (laughs) that's a good answer You move a lot. You have to think about these things for sure. Sure. Uh, Last question here. Decoy Troy. Would you rather eat cake with a spoon or ice cream with a fork? Cake with a spoon. Cake with a spoon. I don't. You're eating ice cream with a fork. We're going to have words, sir. Like if you're eating ice cream with a fork, you need to grow up and do your dishes because that's crazy. (laughs) Just clean a spoon. You would do that. Clean a fucking yeah. spoon. Good C- lord. Clean clean any spoon. Um yeah, that's absurd. Uh yeah. all right, that's gonna do it for questions. If you would like to send a question in, it's top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. What's your game of the week? Loop Hero. And mine is Dirt Five. Um, and just another reminder, one month from now, um, uh, in addition to our regular episode on April 1st, we are going to be doing a special game of the year 2009 episode uh, that will be going up on the, uh, the Patreon feed. So if you have access to TDP plus, you'll have access to this. Otherwise, now's a great time to jump in to get access to that. And at the same time, get that huge back catalog of episodes. Um, but we are going to be doing all the typical game of the year categories Um but it's we're going to be pretending it's 2009 uh and that's going to be weird and a lot of it's going to be a weird thing and we're looking forward to it so hopefully you guys are too again that's april 1st so get excited Uh, otherwise we will see you all next week bye